Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, and welcome back. Is anybody else having a month of September that you feel like is just completely whizzing by you at like this insanely fast pace? I feel like I say that and feel that every month, but I'm I'm not sure. But um, this one definitely has outdone all of the whizzing thus far in 2020. At the same time that I feel like I have gotten tons done, I also feel like I am not making any progress and I have gotten done nothing at the same time. Okay, so funny story. A lot of you know that I record these on Sunday afternoons and this Sunday in particular, I sat down to start recording my podcast episode and my husband was outside operating the chainsaw, which is like his favorite Sunday activity. Um, And I could not, I thought I could get through it, but I just couldn't. So be glad that I spared you all of that cacophony in the background um, and took a break and decided to sit down and try again. Um, A couple of weeks ago, my Kindle reader broke and it was like super devastating because first of all, I was in the middle of two books. One was called How to Write a Book That Sells You, and it was by a former guest of mine, Robin Colucci, and I I have just been wanting to read it for a long time. It's been on my list, so I was reading that one, and then I was reading another book about writing called No One Wants to Read That Shit. Um, That was recommended to me actually by an author friend. Talk about getting two very different perspectives on the same topic, writing. It was very funny. Um, anyway, as I was diving into my quote, figuring out your author personality, my Kindle also took a dive and this would be a cool story if it fell into the toilet or something like that. But no, it just entirely stopped working one day. It was like frozen. And actually it was kind of, I really love my Kindle. Um, so it was quite dramatic. I could like see the books on the screen, but I couldn't click any of the buttons that actually took me to get to the books. It was very frustrating. So I was like pounding on all the buttons and nothing was working. I Googled things. I posted on social media asking for help and I couldn't find any answers. So I sadly pronounced its death on the date of September 10th, 2020. And then I ordered a new one. Now, here at the Aborn home, we have officially given up on Amazon Prime because at the start of this pandemic, Amazon Prime was taking forever. Like I think the longest we waited for something was like 17 days. I am no fan of Amazon, okay? But there are times that I order things on Amazon and I liked when we had Prime and they used to come in two days, but we gave up on it because everything was taking forever and we then it like shifted and we started getting everything in two days anyway and shipping was always free. So like why bother paying the extra? But that does not happen anymore. Things are slow again. And since I don't have Prime, I'm just like sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting very patiently, I might add, for my new Kindle to arrive. 
So actually two good things did come out of this tragedy. Um, My new Kindle is lovely. It's white and it has a sassy like pink cover to go with it. So I can read and I can also be very stylish while reading, which is very important. Um, And then number two, it's actually given me kind of an opportunity to go back and read a couple of books that I wanted to give another, you know, you have those books that you read and you're like, oh, I should read that again. And then you forget about it because you have all these other books to read. So since I didn't have all these other books to read, I went into my closet and I dug out The Big Leap And then I also dug out The Four Agreements again, which I've probably read five times. Do you know about this book yet? If you do not, you need to get your hands on a copy of The Four Agreements. It's a really magical book. And essentially, the concept is if every single human being were to follow through with these four things, um, let's call them tenants, there would be way less heartache and strife in the world and the world would essentially be utopia. So that is why I see it as my personal mission today to share the principles with you and how you can apply it not just to your life, but also to your business. I first discovered this book um, thanks to my husband when we initially met, and now we really are good and try to work on the principles both in our own relationship and lives together. So You know, I just, the purpose of this is looking a little bit into what our self-limiting beliefs are. And we can work on some of those things together. If you haven't read the book, I am going to put a link to it and his other books in the show notes so you can get a copy of it for yourself. But this is going to give you a pretty good high level look at what the four agreements are. So the four agreements are, number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. Okay, and that's today's podcast. See, I told you it was going to be a high-level look at the four agreements. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But honestly, they really do sound simple, right? But what does being impeccable, let's start with being impeccable with your word. What does being impeccable with your word really mean? I think we can all agree that words hold a lot of power. You know, on the playground, how they used to say, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. I actually think it's like, the opposite. I mean, probably sticks and stones can break some bones, but it have to be a really big stick and big stone. So words, the words that we use towards ourselves and our others really can hurt ourselves and others. They're very important. And so to that extent, we we need to use them wisely. Now, the word impeccable um, in the dictionary technically means without sin. And I look at that as just not going against yourself or others. So that means being honest with yourself. It means being honest with others. It means saying that you're going to do something and then doing it. It means not agreeing to something that you won't do. And I would take it a step further that it's not agreeing to something that you really don't want to do, that you like are going to be doing grudgingly. Um, It's also not insulting or harming other people with your words. And it's making sure that your actions and your words match up. So not being hypocritical. This year, this pandemic, um, all the things that have happened in 2020, I think have really shown us how powerful our words can be. You know, there's been a lot of words of fear. There's been a lot of words of division. There's been 
words that sh- that are not telling us the whole story. Um, so they're just words without the whole entire story accompanying them. And there's also been some lies. So there's really like power in taking consideration into being impeccable with your word. There's power in pausing before you speak, thinking about your yes and your no. And there's power in when you do have an opinion or a thought or something that you're burning to say that is true to you, it's being true to that as well. So when it comes to yourself and your business, it's I think it's really important to choose wisely, not just the words you say to others, but also the words you say to yourself. Now, these are the words that are making up the story that you're choosing to believe. So I'm really working on a couple of these phrases for myself. Um, there are some phrases that I find myself saying a lot, like I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm so busy, this is so hard. And I don't, I want to really flip the script on those words because I don't believe, I don't want to believe that it needs to be like that. I saw a really great meme and she built this and it was a play on the quote, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, the never work a day in your life was crossed out and replaced with work super effing hard all the time with no separation or boundaries and also take everything extremely personally. Now, I think that the person who posted that thought they were being funny and it was funny. It was humorous at first glance. Um, But when you take a closer look at it, it's really all about the words we tell ourselves, right? Does it really need to be like that? Is that the story you really want yourself to believe? What if impeccability with your word meant you aren't going to harm yourself, just like you're not going to harm others with your word, and you're not going to allow yourself to tell those things to your brain um, that are harmful? So I believe in business, being impeccable with your word is speaking in integrity, saying what you mean. When you do that, other people around you, they trust you more. And this goes from your coworkers to your employees, to your associates, to your clients. But more importantly, and I think this is really important, you will be integrity with yourself, which means that you will trust you more. And that kind of brings me to agreement number two, don't take it personally. So this is one that makes me want to run for the hills because I have so much work to do in this area. I actually tend to take things ultra personally. Um, But the truth is, everyone on this earth is living in their own little universe and they're on their own journey. If I'm walking down the road and someone who doesn't know me or Heck, even if it is somebody that knows me and they say, hey, you're stupid. That kind of says a lot more about the person's universe than it does my universe, right? And I can definitely choose to accept that as part of my belief and part of my worldview and I can take that personally and then that's just going to make me continue in all of these self-perpetuating beliefs that I actually am stupid or... I can realize that that was a lot more about them than it was on me, and I can choose not to carry it on. Um, I know a lot of people that are perfectionists, and admittedly, I'm not 100% a perfectionist. And at times, it drives me nuts not to be like that because when I try to live up to a perfectionist standards or suggestions or they give me feedback on something, it kills me. I take it so personally. In fact, I take it as some sort of like fatal flaw or existential crisis. 
In fact, it's far more about their story and their universe needing order and perfection for them to thrive. So example, someone says like, oh, you made a mistake or you need to edit something or, you know, you made a typo or you're not, you know, that habit of yours is really driving me nuts, which I imagine is one um, a lot of us can relate to. The, when you take it personally, it, it then becomes this kind of story. Like, oh my gosh, they hate me or they must be mad at me or I'm horrible or I can't do anything right or I'm a screw up or or defensive and then you're like how dare they um being when you take things personally it makes you a really easy target and if somebody wants to they can easily prey on that so I want to challenge you if this is one that you struggle with do you really want to be eating anything that anyone else feeds you I'm going to go ahead and say you probably do not. Um, Taking it personally causes us to be defensive. It causes conflict. It causes argumentativeness. I don't think that's a real word, but you know what I mean. Argumentation, argumentative. Um, It causes anger. It causes jealousy. It causes sadness. I mean, I don't don't think I need to continue on. The key is that um, you can be comfortable with who you are and confident in that person and remember that much of what other people say and do are projections of their own reality so in regards to your business you know i'm going to pepper these words with also being able to take critical feedback on your work and be able to step outside of your own perspective that's part of not taking it personally too stepping outside of the person when you do look at feedback and um, looking at it from all sides with fa- as facts and information. And I think you can do all that without taking it personally. So let's hold each other accountable if that's one that you struggle with um, to working on. Number three is don't make assumptions. When you make an assumption, you are telling yourself something that isn't real. And this is even if you don't have any evidence demonstrating that it's real or not real. In fact, the dictionary definition of assumption is a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. When you're when you're making an assumption, you're telling a story and then you're deciding to believe that story and live it out. Now, this can be really bad news. You can live in the store, you can live 100% in a completely false narrative and you can even spread news about that story and you can create really big drama for no reason at all. We've all heard the adage, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. And it's so true. And these days, assumptions you know, they also seem to involve a level of ghosting one another, spreading rumors, being passive aggressive, the list just goes on. So those are the kind of behaviors that come out of making assumptions. I don't think any of us really want that. And I don't think any of us really want that in the business world. Good business is based on good information. Good relationships are based on good information. To make an assumption, um, you know, in the workplace and with one of your clients, it can be a pretty big mistake because you're unable to see the way things are for real you're just seeing them how you how you wish they were or how you believe they were and it's kind of like you you aren't taking the time to find out the real facts um but in business and in life I think it's better to know the truth than to play this guessing game. You know, instead of assuming things, we can ask clarifying questions. We can look out ways to bring out the true answers. And we can, what I think is even more powerful 
is building strong relationships with one another in which we can be clear, direct, concise, and impeccable, one might say, with our word. Um, But I really truly do think that, you know, courage through communication and asking those right questions helps to bring clarity. And I don't think that clarity and assumptions, making assumptions, can really share the same space. Lastly, agreement number four. I hope you're realizing by now that so much of how we perceive ourselves and the world is in these agreements that we make between ourselves and with other people in our lives. The last agreement is always do your best. If you make this agreement with yourself to always do your best, no matter what, in any circumstance, you can really do away with remorse, regret, self-judgment, self-loathing, the list goes on. And I want you to think about this. Even when your best is 50%, you can give 100% of that 50%. And then how could you possibly feel anything other than good about yourself or proud about yourself? I know this one seems really easy and obvious, but I believe that always doing your best is really the key to living a happy life. And I also think it's the key to having a successful ethical business. Um, it's It also helps you to maintain the other three agreements. It's really easy to get down on yourself when you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not living up to these standards or I'm failing. But if you're always doing your best, You can feel good about what you're doing no matter whether or not you achieve the goal you're after. It really does all come down to this. It comes down to being self-aware and asking yourself some of the deeper questions, being fully in the moment that you're in and recognizing that this process, this journey that we're all going through, that's like all there is, you know, there's no finish line. Um, And I think when you start to line all of these things up, it really does help you to, to enjoy life more. And that's what I want for all of us. I want us to enjoy life more. I want us to feel more present and alive. So I'd love to hear which one of these four agreements resonates with you, which one comes easiest to you, and which one you are most likely to struggle with, both and or in your personal life, in your business. How do you see not um, following, following them holding you back? And I want you to imagine if you could kind of put aside those self-limiting beliefs and you could put aside all that pain and suffering and self-sabotaging that you're doing, how would that change your life and how would that look for you? And because it wouldn't be impeccable with my word to leave this out, I have to tell you that there is also now a fifth agreement, which I have not read the book yet, but I do like where it's going. The fifth agreement is be skeptical, but learn to listen. And I think that if there is one thing that this year has taught me, it is that there are a whole lot of different stories and narratives taking place in this world. And rather than judge or agree or disagree, we do have a third option. We can listen, we can ask questions, and we can put aside those judge hammer things. What are they called? Gavels, maybe. Um, But we can put those aside and, and not even let the words affect us. We can just seek to listen and understand. So that is today's food for thought. And as I said, I really have yet to dig into that fifth agreement, but I like the sounds of it. So once again, to recap the four, 
They are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. There are some great journaling and self-discovery questions that go along with the book. And I went ahead and put those in the show notes as well, because if this is something that you want to dive deeper into, that's a really great place to start. But that's all I got for you today. That was me giving it my best. And this week, I want to read a review by Liz L1111. Little known fact about me, Liz L, I love the number 1111 and I always make a wish at that time of day. I actually have a standing wish right now. And honestly, this review, which I could not be more grateful for, is going to be a part of helping it come true. Liz says, I listened to my first She Built This podcast and immediately listened to the second. Emily's podcast feels like sitting down with an old friend to learn, listen, and reflect. Looking forward to number three. First of all, Liz, that is super sweet and thank you. And second of all, um, I do want to feel like we are all old friends here. And third, because I always have to have three points, I think I know this listener and I think she legitimately listened to the first she built this podcast which was like june or july of 2019 i was interviewing kristen hardwick and also i sounded drunk during the interview i was like just starting to get the hang of things and at the time it was well um me doing my best so if you want a good laugh be sure to go back and listen to that one it's called i know a guy and With that, I leave you with one small ask of my own. Please take a minute or maybe a minute and a half tops and leave me a review if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app. I emailed Oprah last week asking if she wanted to be a guest. So I think it would be really helpful if you could say, you know, what you like about the show or the She Built This community and why I think it would just really help catch her eye. Um, So have a great rest of your week. And thanks for being a part, as always, of what I'm building. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.